All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca, your digital home for online gaming excitement, including casino, live dealer, lottery instance, and sport betting. Sign up today at PlayAlberta.ca. And uh, Tyler, uh, you know, there's a lot. I think if to me... Playoff starts tomorrow. Evander Kane's on my second line. It's not even a hesitation. What about you? Yeah, I think so. Um, at the end of the day, you got to go with a little bit of an upside play, even if it was, you know, the start of the playoffs or a game seven where one game matters. Like Evander Kane, when he's rolling and humming, he's their third or fourth most effective forward. Even last night when he wasn't at his best, he still was mixing it up physically, getting under the skin of the Maple Leafs, and then almost scored the game winner in the third period. So I think, you know, when the playoffs start, you probably want to have it at a point where he's on your second line. Maybe you have someone else on the right side there who isn't even on the team yet. And McLeod and Fogel can hopefully be drivers for you on the third line. I just like the balance of that a little bit more. Oh, I, I, like to me, in an ideal world, the orders would find a second line right winger, which would allow Fogel to become a third line uh, right winger. And uh, him and McLeod last year, I think people forget him and McLeod were very good line in the in the playoffs last season. And so... You know, because I've been focused a lot on, well, you know, they got to improve their fourth line. I get it. But if you can improve your second line and push everybody down and then Fogel pushes someone down to the fourth line, well, now you're just getting better from the top down uh, or at least the second rung down. And that's kind of where I'd look. Now, I know it's more expensive. And, you know, so there's maybe a little bit more cap manipulation. And Well, manipulation is the wrong word, but uh, you're, you're going to have to massage the cap a little bit more. Uh, I'm not sold that Corey Perry is necessarily a second line uh, winger at this stage of his career, but uh, obviously he's someone 
I would have interest in, and I, I know that he has interest in the orders amongst other teams. And so I don't get too excited about, yeah, they're in the running, but you know, if, if we had a handicap and a play Alberta.ca, I don't know what it would be like a 15, 20% chance. I think it might be a little bit higher than that. I okay. know there is a little bit of talk that maybe he wants to go somewhere that's not quite as noisy. But I mean, if you're Corey Perry, you've made a hundred plus million dollars in your career. And how many times as of late have you been that close, that close to winning another Stanley Cup and keep missing out? I think he's going to want to go somewhere with an authentic chance to win the Stanley Cup. Now, if a place like Florida comes knocking and says, hey, we're interested, we'll bring you on, then he might have a tough time saying no to that. But I don't know. I think with a guy like Perry, who signed in Chicago because he thought the opportunity to play with Connor Bedard would rejuvenate him, and $4 million certainly uh, didn't help that case either. But maybe he looks at Connor McDavid and the Oilers and says, God, just to be a part of a run in Edmonton would be so much fun. I, I think they have a legitimate chance at this thing, but I agree. Not a second-line center, Gregs. And when we talk about needing a right-winger to play with Dreisaitl, it, it's a damn shame that uh, Connor Brown hasn't worked out because he was brought in to be that guy. That's it. I actually thought Brown last night might have been his best game of the year. Like he was yeah. around, you know, he can't score right now to save his life. But, um, Connor Brown's salary, I'm not talking next year because we know that that's like, that's, they're never living up to it. It's impossible. But at the league minimum, as a penalty killer, if there's a second half of the season, like if Connor Brown scores you six goals in the second half of the year for 775, you're pretty happy. Right, like that. That's the only advantage of Connor Brown is that for this year, because we all know that next year is a total debacle. We, we, I think everybody knows that. But that's the only advantage they have with Brown. That, it, and I went back and looked the year he scored twenty four. He scored like eighteen goals in the second half of the year. Like he's a very streaky scorer. Maybe if he scores one, he might end up like I'm not saying he's going to score eighteen, but he might score six or seven. Yeah, and I like what you said. Like this year, seven hundred seventy-five k. Because I saw some people, or I've seen people comment on my show in the past and go, "God, with Brown, like they were better off keeping Yamamoto. They were better off keeping Clem Costin." It's like they couldn't afford those two. The whole reason Connor Brown was the in air quotes, I'll say, slam dunk fit this summer is because this year he is seven seventy-five, and they needed to get Evan Bouchard signed and Ryan McLeod, and they had to sign other pieces, and they couldn't afford a three million dollar Yamamoto or a two million dollar. Clint Costa. They were bargain bin shopping. And the reason Brown made sense is because he had that unique circumstance where he could be signed to a bonus incentivized contract. So I don't know. I think it's funny when people rip the Brown deal. Like, yeah, it hasn't worked out, but they rip and say all that dead money next year. But they're the same people who go, this team has to be in win now mode, win this year at all costs. And it's like, well, yeah, the Connor Brown signing was exactly that. It was taking a risk that benefits you this year and hurts you in the long term, like trading a first round pick at the deadline would. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing, uh, for sure. Uh, Tyler Uramchuk joins us. For fun, what would you do with Calvin Pickard? Uh, are you playing him tomorrow? Are you playing him Saturday? Are you running Skinner all week? What are you doing? Oh, boy. I think I'm running Stuart Skinner all week. Um, you know, he just had two days off. It's home stretch here, at least against Seattle. Then not a lot of travel to go to Calgary, so he shouldn't be all that worn down. And then, hey, next week, you got a couple of gravy spots to play them. And then you're on your bye week. So right now, I think you can get away with going Stuart Skinner, both against Seattle and Calgary, because not like there's a four-hour cross-country flight or anything like that mixed in here. You're staying pretty close. Home games after as well. Then an all-star break. So let's give, let's push Skinner a little bit here. If he wants to be a number one, I, I think playing three games in a week every once in a while, he should be able to handle it. Yeah, I don't think he, I don't think it's, to me, it's more the, uh, the cumulative amount of starts because, uh, in, so they have 37 games after the deadline and, uh, it's 37 games in 73 days. It's basically every second game. 
right? Um, Stuart Skinner has now made 29 starts. So uh, if we go by the magic number of 55, that means he's got 26 remaining, right? So if he starts four of the next five, then that means he's he, he's going to start 22 out of the final 37, right? So that's where I, I wonder how they balance that and looking, because I, I get that he gets rest and I understand all that, but it's still going to play 50 fix, 55 starts in the regular season. And that seem you don't really want to go higher than that. So I'm, I'm kind of curious, you know, maybe they do it now because they're rolling, but maybe now's the time to play your backup because you're rolling. Yeah, it's just, it's tough too, because I'm sure in that room, there's a little bit of for Knobloch, like, okay, I don't want, you know, you when you're in the heater, as much as one loss isn't going to sink you, you want to keep it going, right? So playing Skinner gives you the best chance to do it. Although, I mean, Go back through Pickard's game logs, I guess. He, he hasn't really disappointed you at any turn if you're the coaching staff. So maybe tomorrow night you feel somewhat confident. That Seattle team, as hot as they were for a bit, Gregs, they still didn't score all that much in yeah. that winning streak. So yeah. it's an offense that hasn't gotten going at any point this year. Yeah. Maybe the backup is the right play. Yeah. So it's just kind of curious. Like, it's a good problem to have. Calvin Pickard's his backup numbers are fine. Right, we had Calvin uh, Kevin Woodley on the show earlier, and he says his underlying numbers are actually very good compared to a lot of other backups in the league. So you know what, you you got to roll the dice with your backup at some point. Uh, I'll be curious uh, uh, when they do it. Um, the other one is the uh, the goaltending situation itself, because Stuart Skinner has played exceptionally well. He's looking like a number one, which a lot of people thought he would be uh, this season, and and now that he's doing that, I don't know if you've noticed lately, uh, Tyler, but do you think the orders are better off? to use their assets and get you know, try to improve their second line or maybe try to improve their fourth line, stuff like that, and then just go into the playoffs with Skinner and a combination of Pickard, Campbell, and Roderick, whoever else. What do you think? There's a part of me that kind of goes, and I know last year, and Frank Cervalli's made this point to both of us a handful of times, that you know he thinks that you've got to keep your two-goalie system going in the playoffs. It was the downfall, some would say, of the Boston Bruins last year, even some like the Minnesota Wild. When they started to utilize it, they got better. But there's another side of me that goes, come on, traditionally, you need one guy who's going to get hot and carry you through. So this team will go as far as Stuart Skinner will carry them. And as much as you might want a reliable 1B if Stuart Skinner has a couple of bad games in the playoffs, you might just be hooped anyways, right? I know last year they got away with Campbell in some relief appearances, but I, I think I'm more on the side of go out and make the team in front of Stuart Skinner as good as you possibly can and have trust that he can be the guy. Yeah, last playoffs didn't go well. Maybe he was burnt out, but hey, he's a year older. He's a year more experienced. You're going to go as far as Stuart Skinner takes you in the playoffs. So give him the best chance to succeed as that true number one guy. Go get a vet D-man. Go get a third-line center who can win draws. Like, I mean, hey, life's easier on Stuart Skinner if the team's winning more draws in the D-zone and getting the puck out, right? So I think I'm more in the camp of make the team in front of the goaltending as good as you possibly can and just hope you can ride Skinner in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, I, I, like, I know that teams that ride two goalies, then they go with their two goalies. I totally get it. But in the playoffs, it's different. You have yeah. now if, if your backup maybe comes in because your guy gets pulled after a first period, okay, fine. But come playoff time, to me, if you have two goalie system like Boston, which was a legit two goalies, you your one of your goalies didn't start more than two games straight since I think it was like November twelfth. So that's a legit one. But other than that, you know what? Uh Braden Holtby, yeah, he didn't start game one. He came in, in game two, went the rest of the way. 
Uh, Binnington went the whole way. Vasilevsky went the whole way. Uh, you know, Montreal, when they went to the final, their backup, uh, their goalie went the whole way. Bobrovsky went the whole way with Florida. Like, I, I think if you have two goalies all year and they rotate, then I do it. Come playoff time, I still think I'm going with my clear starter. And let- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. As he fails. Also, Calvin Pickard's dirt cheap. Like, we got to remember, the Oilers are going into this deadline, and I know they're not in LTIR space, so it's easier but they don't exactly have a lot of money to throw around. They also don't have that many assets to go throw around. So unless you're finding a goalie who is also in Calvin Pickard's price range, are you comfortable spending a percentage of that little available cap that you have on goaltending on a guy who's not going to be playing in all likelihood game one of the playoffs or game two of the playoffs? I just don't see it. I think they need help in their bottom six. They need a second line right winger. They need to get a better seventh or eighth defenseman because you always need seven or eight to get through a playoff run. They need more help elsewhere. And I'd prefer if they just trusted Stuart Skinner here. I know it's, I know it's a bit of a risk because again, if he goes down, then you're really hooped, but you could say that about a bunch of spots in there, right? Oh my God. You can say that about almost every, yeah. Outside of Dallas and Scott Wedgwood, and I know maybe Lauren Brassois in, in uh, Winnipeg, maybe, but name, name another team. If all of a sudden their starter goes down, where you're like, oh yeah, I'm really confident, you know, like Boston, sure, but they they rotate right now as it is. So uh, I would agree with you wholeheartedly on that. And and the well, what if he gets hurt? Yeah, what if he doesn't get hurt? Right, which happens more often than them actually getting hurt, which is why I've always chuckled at that. Yeah, what if he gets hurt? Yeah, well, what if he stays healthy? Which is like what happens way more often. So. We'll see. Ty, good stuff, man. We will uh, chat with you tomorrow. Yes, you will. DFO Rundown. See you tomorrow morning, Greg.